Ah, thanks to another edition of Chronic Conversations. As always, we are brought to you by Snapdragon Hemp with two stores in Hickson and East Ridge. You can also go online at snapdragonhemp.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Also, be sure to check out their new Delta 8 capsules. All right, tonight, I am Jerry Leonard, joined again with my co-host, Jennifer Leonard. What's up? And I have my guest here today, the lead singer of Cheering Tokyo, David Pollard. Thanks for being with us tonight, buddy. Hey, not a problem, man. I'm glad to be here. So, uh, Cheering Tokyo, how long have you been in Cheering Tokyo, would you say Uh, now? I founded it, uh, I and the lead guitarist, uh, the original drummer, my brother, and one of our buddies founded uh, Cheering Tokyo back in 2015. I always say 2016, yeah, was our, I always say 2016 because that's when we played our first show. Because to me, you can be a band. Yeah. And then you just practice in your mom's garage. Right. Don't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to go out and do a show. So I consider our first show, which was February 27, 2016, really be when we were we were, def- when we were together, we were founded. Okay. Yeah. Um, were you in any bands before this? Was this your first band? or First band in a long time. I was, I, I actually, my brother, who's seven years younger than me, was actually in a band with me back in uh, 2003. My lead guitarist was in the same band. I was the lead singer. We had a different lead guitarist. But, um... Uh, and my lead guitarist was actually my bassist at the time. Okay. Um, but uh, we were in a different band back then, and uh, you know, kind of ended it because I was uh, the woman I'm now divorcing is uh, was uh, not not real happy, not a fan of so the, the first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth. I so mean, first I one, I've only been married oh, once. Oh, okay. I've okay. only been married once. I've had lots of girlfriends. I've only been married once. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. By the way. <laughs> I got enough of a rep, man. I don't need to get any worse. Don't need to get any worse. Uh, well, we'll see what we can do to totally crush it tonight. Right, I know. You're yeah, either going to have a ton of new fans or none at all. Shit, might as well. I'll just go all in or, <laughs> or get out. So was, uh, <laughs> would you say music is the biggest love of your life then? Uh, other than my son. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the two things that will never turn their backs on me are my son and, and music. So uh, those those have my heart, um, which is probably why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, that can be a good thing, too. Sometimes that singular focus is is what makes you successful at things. It's, it's what you need sometimes yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely there's always that yin and yang always the stuff you gotta let go the stuff you gotta absolutely keep pushing for with the band absolutely. um what all kind of music does cheer in tokyo play uh alternative rock although we don't like to be pigeonholed too much um we're kind of versatile if you if you've heard our first album um which i know you've heard some of I it have. so i was gonna say i know you've at least heard some of it um you know there's a little blues rock in there um there's some harder stuff. There's lighter stuff. You know, we kind of mix it up, and we're actually going to do a little more of a mixture on this next album that we're actually begin recording Saturday. So, and you play live? Do you play, you know, a lot of your original music? Do you do you play covers? It How, depends. It depends on where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Chattanooga, if you want to make money, you you have to play covers. Uh, so we do a mixture of covers and originals. So what we do is we do we have enough fans now, enough of a fan base where we can play some originals. Mm-hmm. So we do. Um, so generally I'll do three covers and then an original, or I'll do one original and then three covers. It just depends on what venue we're at. If we're at a venue where we're well known, we might start with an original. Um, but there's one venue down in uh, Johns Creek, Georgia that we did in September. We're going to be back there in January. Uh, they want all originals. Uh, okay. They did offer to let us play January 30th. They said, you can play some covers. We just can't uh, go live on YouTube for that, you know, for those songs. I was like, nah, we'll just stick to all originals because I mean that's eventually what we want to do anyway. So, right, we, whenever we get an offer to play all originals, dude, we're gonna take it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, are, are there any covers that you like to sneak in there, even when you're playing most of your originals or something? Is there something that maybe y'all have kind of made your own or something? Um, you know how some bands kind of yeah, but you, or do you just straight cover? It depends. Like I said, in Chattanooga, we we have to do a mixture because it won't pay us for just doing originals. Right. If we're going somewhere where we play originals. If they're going to record, as in like record it in any way, uh-huh. we have to stick to originals. I do not have a license to. I have a license to play covers. I don't have a license to have them recorded. So okay. Um, okay. they're very strict about that. So so we will not do any covers if if it's being recorded. If it's not being recorded, <coughs> we'll sneak. We might sneak a cover or two in if we, if we you know if the vibe is right. Right. Um, one, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we might do a Matchbox Twenty cover. Uh, there's an Elvis cover that we do that we've made our own. Um, actually, we're going to do one December 19th, a new one, 
a Christmas one because we've never done Christmas songs. So we're going to throw oh, one Christmas wow. song. I like Santa that. Claus is back in town. That is awesome. This, so. <laughs> That'll make Jen happy for sure. Yeah, She's yeah. uh Oh, I know. I actually driving over here. I passed a house that was all decked out in Christmas lights. I was like, and I looked at my GPS. I was like, nope, not their house. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but I know Jennifer's. So. We got the inside decked out for sure, and probably by this weekend, I'm sure the outside will be decked yeah. as well. We, we're yeah. ready to get this party started. <laughs> um, playing at these different venues uh, in pro wrestling, and I, I talked to a stand-up comedian last night. Um, we we deal with hecklers, but oh, yeah. guys in the music industry also deal with them. So tell us we a little do. bit about how they heckle you and how you deal with it. I find that interesting of how different people. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's different in each, in each uh, avenue of entertainment. Um, for us, we haven't had a lot of hecklers in the sense of yelling, like you suck or anything that we haven't really dealt with a whole lot of that or really any of that actually, but we're free bird. We get that bullshit. Yeah. We'll, we'll do special Chattanooga. <laughs> we're doing covers. Hey, can you do some free bird? Hell no. Anything we play tonight sound like we would do free bird. Nirvana. <laughs> Free bird. I, yeah, I see how you got that. You know, it's like, dude, come on. Um, it's, it's not that I have anything against Leonard Skinner or anything. Right. or Just maybe not your style. It's not our style. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not my style. My bass player played in a lot of bands that did that uh, kind of music. And he's like, I, I don't want to do any of that because he's, he's tired of it. Right. It's, it's and, just old. Every cover yeah. band around here does Leonard Skinner and or something, or similar. something similar. Yeah, you around the channel, you, you're either going to do country Southern rock or 70s, 80s hair hair metal, you know, glam metal kind of stuff. Yeah. And we're one of the few bands that doesn't do that. There's right. a few others, but, yeah, we're one of the few that don't. Yeah. And yeah, but that's the kind of heckling we get, people doing that kind of crap um, uh, or coming up asking us, you know, to do all these all these covers, some of them within our genre. Right. But, it, but then when we say, yeah, we don't cover that one, they get upset. And I'm like, dude, look. There's a catalog of music where we can only learn so many covers, you right. know. I mean, what do you expect me to do? Play a thousand different covers? I mean, we've got like probably 80 that we do right now. Yeah, yeah you're not a jukebox. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, not a jukebox, man. And, and people don't really know if you don't do this stuff, you don't realize how hard it is to remember, you know, uh, chords and <laughs> lyrics. I mean, I'll be up there, and there's times when we're playing an intro to a song, and I'm sitting there thinking, the hell are these lyrics, man? <laughs> Fucking open words. Even to some of the originals that we do, and I wrote the damn things. You know, well, what do you do when you get to a point like that? Do you just we usually I remember before I have to come in and sing, but if I don't, we kind of improvise. I'll turn to the band and I'll, I'll be like I'm jamming, but I'm really looking. I'm going. I don't remember what the fuck I'm supposed to say. <laughs> and so we'll we'll kind of improvise. So like everybody does in their car when they're singing that song on the way to work, you know, you don't know the lyrics. So I'm just going yeah. To feel, I don't know why Jen is laughing so well, much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, sometimes, well, what I mean is, like, sometimes I'll be like, hey, just keep playing this until I think of the lyrics, or, which doesn't really happen very often, but it's happened a couple times, or... You Eddie Vedder it? Yeah, you won't understand me. It'll be like when you're listening to Stone Temple Pilots, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, nobody knows what the hell he says unless you look up the lyrics. You just hum Where along. are you going? Ba -ba -down -ba -down, you know? <laughs> you know, like, I know what the lyrics are now, but until you look them up, you don't always know, so... Yeah, that's that's kind of what you do. You just kind of mumble it, and then you, you right. know, people just think, oh, it's microphone must have just went out. Yeah, that's what it was. Microphone went out. <laughs> Man, uh, that is great. Uh, <laughs> speaking of new music and originals, you already have the one album out, so yeah. am I correct in saying that there, you said there's a second album being worked on right now, though, right? Yes, yeah, or Saturday. Is there yeah. any, any pending release date, or is it just it's so new that we kind of we we're on a deadline because we're up so we won an award this year back august 15th congratulations yeah, congrats on that again tell them about uh what asa is and the award that you won please sure. it's a uh, i saw or isa or it's a different people it's an just, award definitely yeah yeah i just saw it. I just saw it. yeah it's so i call it, i called isa just because it's an abbreviation so like it yeah. stands for international uh singer songwriter association which i'm okay. a part of i'm a card carrying member and um uh Basically, our manager is connected to them as well. The founder knows who I am and knows the band. She actually came and saw us in Johns Creek, Georgia. Wow. Um, we were uh, nominated for multiple awards. We ended up winning one. We won, and we were unknown. The judges, so it goes in phases, right? Yeah. So the first phase is the nomination phase. We got okay. past that phase, and you have to have you have to meet certain criteria. Uh -huh. So that criteria is you have to have, I think, five new songs that year for that year in order to be nominated, and so. 
we're, we got to come out with this album before March 1st of next year. So okay. while we're a little rushed for time, we're going to do it right. Right. Yeah. And, and if worst case scenario, we'll just release five singles that we finished. If we don't have a whole album done, we'll just release five singles. But uh, we already know which one the first one's going to be. But um, um, we were nominated. We went through that. We went through the um, fan voting. Okay. And I found out that, and, and I was blown away by this, that we won the fan voting by so much. Lady was like, we, we could have stopped. We could have disqualified you from any further fan votes for like 30 days. The other bands. Wow. Were and you could vote on multiple. Uh, you could vote one once per day per device. Uh-huh. So you could vote multiple times per day if you had multiple devices. They said, we, you still would have won. Yeah. So where we didn't win, because they have, it's not like the, the Grammys where you just win or you don't win. Uh-huh. Some categories are that way, but the categories we were nominated were gold, silver, and bronze. Okay. And so... We were unknown to the judges, so most of the judges voted for us as bronze after they heard History of Violence and several other songs that we did, Everything uh-huh. I Need, for example, which is our very first single. They, they were they like band's good, so they voted for us bronze. We won bronze for U.S. Band of the Year. Uh, we'll be nominated next year. I've already received word. As long as we meet the qualifications, we'll be nominated next year, and we are performing, provided all this other BS is done. Right, hopefully. These, yeah, yeah, and they have the show live. We will be performing opening the award show next year. Oh, wow. How exciting is that? Like, how does that, is it surreal or is it just like, what does it feel like to like, you're going to be doing an award show and opening the show? And... I mean, you kind of, on the one hand, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And in some, some cases it's kind of overwhelming because, you know, to have that many people know who we are, like what we do and think that much of what we do, that we were opening an award show, which we were supposed to open this year, but it, you know, they did virtual instead. So right. there are no performances, but, um, to, to have that many people know who we are, like us, and and be willing to allow us to perform at something like that is pretty cool. Pretty but at the same time, oh, yeah, definitely excited. I mean, especially with the treatment that we get there. You know, we, uh-huh. we've already told, been told what it's like. You know, we get our dressing room and we get we get catering, so we get food, special food and everything uh, separate from everybody else. You know, the non-performers. So, we're, you know, it's pretty cool. But, I mean, sometimes at wrestling shows you get a hot dog and a Coke, so I can kind of see where... It's probably not quite the same thing, is it? But uh, no, they're they're catering pretty nice for man. us. But no, man, we wrong business. I'm in the wrong business, <laughs> right? You know, you're in the it's 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 like your business in the sense it's extremely hard to make it. You know, but yeah. uh, you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a little overwhelming at, at times, but at the same time, I keep a perspective. You got to remember, I've performed in front of you know ten thousand people before, and it was you know it was a big deal, and it wasn't a big deal. I don't get nervous. I get uh, excited, and yeah. I get pumped, and I go out there, I do my thing, and I it never bothers me. I'm actually, I'm like, this is fucking cool. It, it makes my performances better. Right. You know, the larger the crowd, I, I give everybody their money's worth, but the larger the crowd, naturally, the more excited you are. You right. Know? So, you know, for me, that's, it's cool, but at the same time, I'm trying to keep a level head about it and just say, look, you know, it's another performance. Right. And we only get to do one song. You know, it's not like we're performing, you know, for an hour and a half or something. You know, we're, we're doing one song. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much, uh, the same in wrestling. I, I do get nervous. Uh, I got a real bad case of stage fright. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's crazy. I, I did what I did. But I asked a guy one time, the very first super big crowd I did, I was like, what am I supposed to do in front of all these people? He's like, the same thing you did in front of 20 people. I'm like, you're right. Like, that's so, yeah. was so simple, but yet so profound at the same time. Mm-hmm. You do the same thing you would do in front of. The only difference is you have more people's energy to feed off of. That's it, man. That's the only difference. It, it, it was. And uh, you'd mentioned history of violence earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For some reason, I feel like I want to talk about that. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Do you have any idea? Uh, I can't imagine why. I don't know. So I have talked a little bit before about being a professional wrestler. Yeah. And um, one of my last creative ideas, just trying to keep the itch, get the itch, um, was to start this thing called history of violence. Yeah. Where the guys in the group basically um, didn't care about winning or losing or anything else, just beating people up. Okay. So I was approached by this um, other handsome bald gentleman um, named David Pollard. Uh, <laughs> Dink, I don't know. And, All right. and, and Same name you as me. tell the rest of the story because the rest of it's yours, brother. All right. Uh, uh, you were telling me about this, and I was like, that's, that's freaking cool. Like, that's awesome. And I, I, I started thinking, I wonder if he has an intro song, because I immediately started to develop ideas. No, not from the Theory of a Dead Man song, History of Violence, because that's a very different <laughs> Which song. Which I had not even heard before, so it was yeah. so weird, because I'd heard your song a bunch of times in a row, and then 
heard that one, it was like, who is screwing up David's song? <laughs> they wrote theirs first, so trust me, I came up first. But uh, and, and I think theirs is about domestic violence, but uh, which you know ours is not. But I started to develop this this tune in my head, and I was like, I gotta see. So I asked you, I was like, you got an intro song? You're like, no, I'm kind of working. I haven't found anything that fits. I was like, let me write it. I got it. And uh, I went home that day. I wrote it in about 10, 15 minutes. Lyrics and everything. So I already had the tune in my head. Yeah. And I had exactly, I you because I, I was like, I remember I said, give me kind of a mission statement kind of thing for, for the group. I read it and I was like, bam, I knew certain key phrases and they're in that song. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so uh, the whole idea was centered around that mission statement you gave me for History of Bond. So I wrote that song, uh, like I said, to me about 10, 15 minutes. And let me thank you again because it was so cool because that's something, you know, growing up that if you don't necessarily make it to some of the bigger leagues, it doesn't happen. You know, a band just doesn't record a song for you. So right. it was both an honor and um, really tickled the inner child of me, too. So I'll give you a thank you again. Man, for no problem. Thank you for letting us do it, man. Yeah. I, I thought you could either use that or The Rock says, you know, The Rock's theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I look more of a stone cold, maybe, or I've been called, uh, if people know who Chuck Liddell is, Liddell yeah. Light. <laughs> By the way, your t-shirt, uh, I hate to tell you, y'all going to lose next Saturday. You play the Irish, oh, which is my team. Yeah, and that's something I have listed down here to talk. So um, you are a Notre Dame fan. I am. I am an Alabama fan. But you're more of a fan than I am. Oh, I'm so, an extreme fan. Dude. Yeah, so so I have a feeling if my team wins, you're going to hate me. But if your team wins, I'm going to congratulate you. Well, we're playing North Carolina, so oh, that's what you're wearing. Yes, North Carolina, and you play Alabama as well. Don't we don't you? have the y'all on the schedule. It's just ACC schedule. this year, remember? Well, it's now happen. maybe in the playoffs. That's what we say. It's playoffs. If we make the playoffs, we might play you guys. Hey, we might think, beat Clemson, but it'll be different playing Alabama. Beat, yeah. Beating Alabama would be different, and that's only if we make it. Because we got to play Clemson again in the ACC well, title game. That's true. Because there's nobody in the ACC going to beat Notre Dame besides Clemson. And we already beat them once. Yeah. So First, you have to play the Tar Heels. So. We'll, we'll get past yeah, the Tar Heels. That's definitely. Sam yeah. Howell ain't going to throw up no 500 yards against Notre Dame. And even if he does, y'all ain't going to run the ball. See how he crushed it. No, it, it, yeah. I, you know, I always assume they do. What surprised me is, was it last year when they beat Clemson? Like, mostly I pay attention to North Carolina basketball, Yeah, obviously. And then, you know, I'll watch the football every once in a while. And I did, would not even have thought to watch North Carolina versus Clemson because, you know, it's one of those scenarios to where, again, there's just no no chance in hell, right? Did they beat them? I don't remember. They did. And did then, they, yeah, and I'm like, I don't, yeah, it's – I knew that. I knew. I knew it was a close game. I, I could be talking that. out my ass. Um, I, think was, like I think it was the first game. I think it was the first game, yeah. This year, last year, at some point, I think they beat them. It wasn't this year because it, it was it yeah, was it extreme shock. They only have one loss. Clemson has one loss. It's Notre Dame. So proud of that one. Oh, I lost yeah. my mind that night. Oh, I can I was, imagine. I was at Malik Guitar's house celebrating his wife's birthday, and he had asked me to come, and I was like, "Man, I got a problem though. What time are you having that party?" He's like, "Oh, I begin like uh, eight o'clock." I was like, "Man, Notre Dame comes on at seven thirty, dude, and we're playing Clemson like." He was like, he goes, I'll turn the game on here if you come. I was like, done. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you, what led you to Notre Dame? Um, at what point in your life did you become a college football slash Notre Dame fan? 87. I was six years old. I was sick. I was laying on the couch. And my dad always watched this stuff called football. He didn't really know what it was. You know, my dad was not one of those people that he wanted me to play sports, but he wanted to wait me to wait till I was a little bit older. Like right. He didn't push me at four or five. Right, right. So he waited till later to start pushing me. But <laughs> but uh, he used to watch this stuff, and, and I know he rooted. I knew he rooted for this team that had these gold helmets. And I was like sick. I had nothing else I could do. I was laying on the couch. I was watching it. <clears throat> I was like, football's pretty cool, man. And a team my dad roots for is winning. And he told me it was Notre Dame, and I fell in love with them. And then the next year, they won the national title, beat Miami. I remember that game. Uh, I mean it has been a love affair. I mean, my family's Catholic, so that's part of it. But right, right. if you're Catholic, you got two schools, Notre Dame or Boston College, who we just beat. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to root for Boston College. And also the tradition that Notre Dame has. Like As I got right. older, I was like, I don't want to like a team just because my family likes it. I want to like it because I think it's the team I should like. So I've researched a lot of college football, as I do with anything that I do. I, I research pretty heavily. And um, I was like, you know what? Notre Dame's got the tradition, man. We're going to go Notre Dame. So. Yeah, I like teams with deep traditions, even if yes. I'm not necessarily, you know, a favorite team or something. I, I think that's that's great because that's pretty much how I started uh, watching wrestling. It's a very similar story. Um, it's, it's one of my many escapes as a child and 
my dad, you know, I remember him watching Georgia Championship Wrestling. And mm-hmm. and I literally, uh, and this is not something I remember my mom tells me, is that I learned how to count to three by watching my dad watch nice. wrestling on TV and the referee drop down. She said I was like six years old before I'd count three without doing the hands on the ground and, 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 <laughs> do, and doing the three count. Nice. Uh, uh, music was also one of the things growing up, I remember my dad and mom's record player going constantly. Yep, me too. Um, so I know how big an influence, you know, That's parents cool, can be. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, my parents are, are one of the main reasons I do music. I mean, uh, not that they're thrilled that I'm trying to make that my career, but because um, they're not. <laughs> but uh, uh, in particular, my mom. But my mom was the biggest influence. She used to uh, take me and um, put me in a lap and she'd, you know, hold me and, you know, stroke my head or whatever and, and hum and sing to me, usually Bible songs or whatever, which is, mm-hmm. of course, not what we sing, but uh, not what we do, but that's what she did. That, no Bible covers? No. No Bible covers. No, yeah. Okay. We were thinking yeah. of the whole world in his hands, you know, kind of yeah. like a harder version. <laughs> so I guess, no, they, uh, but she used to sit me in her lap and sing to oh, me and stuff. And I kind of liked that. And then yeah. my dad would be in the car and he'd be playing air guitar, you know, while driving and singing and stuff. And I mean, it just kind of permeated my life and, um, I ended up taking piano, uh-huh. um, and then I got good at that. I started winning, you know, uh, competitions and stuff. Did uh-huh. won multiple state, won a couple of national uh, national competitions, and then uh, just uh, started picked up the guitar. Kind of like twelve years old, took some lessons, and took lessons for about three years almost, mm-hmm. and then just kind of ventured out on my own. Yeah. Did it on your own? Yeah, because we moved, and my original teacher was just so amazing that. I had another teacher when I moved to Chattanooga. And are, are you a music reader? Do you play by ear, both? I'm classically trained on piano, so I can read. So you can read. Is there anything yeah, else you play? I mean, pretty much if you can play the piano, you can, you can pretty much play anything, anything right? Yeah, I, I mean, I can play bass a little bit. I can do some very basic stuff on drums. Drums are a little bit harder for me, but I can do I can do some bass, uh, guitar, obviously. I've never really picked up anything else. I've always wanted to do the violin, but I've, I've never really picked up anything else. Yeah, But I, I've wanted to. I've thought about it a few times. So is guitar the most fun to play for you, or um, in some ways, piano is more fun. But uh, I play the guitar because it's easier to play it and sing at the same time. What What do you use when you write music? Do you, I mean, do you come up with the melody first and then the lyrics, or, or do you have lyrics in your head and then you hash it out um, on the piano, or what? Like, what's your system? To say I have a method or a system is not entirely accurate. Um, well, like history of violence, I kind of heard it in my head, went home and played it and sang it. Um, there was a theme song I wrote for a radio station called Great Cloud Radio. I, I wrote uh, the Great Cloud Radio theme song. I was at work when she told me she wanted me to write the song. I was at work and it just popped in my head. Went home, played it, and sang it. That song took me literally, of course, it's like 30 seconds long, but that took me maybe maybe two, three minutes to write. Like, like very, very, very little time. Right. Um, but generally... Um, and it's not because I'm a big fan of the band. It's because it's just it, it's it's just it makes sense to me. I do the same thing Collective Soul kind of does most of the time. Uh-huh. Sometimes I hear a tune in my head, and then I'll develop lyrics in my head, and then I'll go, you know, play it on guitar, write it all down. But a lot of times I hear the tune in my head, okay, and then or I'll be playing around on guitar and hit a tune that I like, and then I'll write lyrics to it. So I kind of write so my pop-up. lyrics around the tune because to me music is alive it's not this dead thing it's a living breathing entity you have to let it grow and develop on its own so yeah when i play a tune on guitar or, or even if i do on piano I, I let it speak to me and tell me what it wants to say sometimes i do have a subject matter i want to write about and it just happens that something i play fits that subject matter and fits the lyrics but uh, generally speaking it's i let the tune tell me what it wants to it's, say it's, i was gonna say it's the muse i, I think for yeah. all creativity any anything creative i've done it's worked the same way it's it's something that mostly when i'm not searching for it is when stuff pops up yep so i have to be really good about writing stuff down because i don't know if you like pop-up lyrics and have ever gone through the day and then them disappeared or not but i've come up with yeah. stuff yeah and then just yeah. oh tunes in my head too man i'll develop tunes in my head and then i'll be like <laughs> man when i get home i'm gonna have to play it and i'll forget it before i even get home yeah yeah so Here many times i've done yeah and you the regret levels <laughs> yep yeah i know that's why a lot of musicians will carry shit around with them to write it down which you know being a server i have stuff ready to write it down i just generally don't because i'm so you know I, I i could if i wanted to i just generally don't um usually i'll remember it but yeah yeah 
There's those there, times. There, that, and it's always the best I, stuff. I, I was fixing to say it's probably head. always the best it's stuff. always the best stuff in my head. I'll be like, that's a killer riff. When I get home, I get to play. And then I'll get home, like, what the fuck was that riff, man? Can't remember. Dang. That's uh, the worst. Uh, so you're a lead singer. Who? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about a couple of these. Uh, we're going to uh, finish up. we got about five minutes for the break. Um, we're going to start out with um, who your favorite lead singer is and why, and we're going to go on to your favorite guitar player. So if you want to take a minute to think about that, you go right on ahead. Damn, favorite lead singer. Yeah. And why? Man, I can't I, – I don't know that I can pick one. Right. Because each one has – each of the guys that I like probably the best have has their own characteristics. Um, I, I like Ed Roland with Collective Soul. His voice is just smooth. I mean, just so smooth. Um, and he's, and he's got a pretty good range. Freddie Mercury, my God, yeah, do I even right, explain yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, Freddie Mercury. Uh, maybe my absolute favorite, to be honest, but I, I also like, uh, charismatic too. Just oh, the charisma yeah. match the voice. It's, oh, dude, like once in a lifetime charisma, you just can't come across hardly ever. Yeah. And then I, I liked, uh, of course I like, um, Scott Whelan with STP. Uh, the way his voice was, was, you know, people try to mimic it. There's some people who can to a point, but there's just this little something in his voice that, just had this factor to it. It was that just subtle little tone. That yeah. Just, it's just something different, man. And, uh, you know, I like guys like, uh, Steven Jenkins who has a pretty, pretty broad range. I like who's very right blinds lead singer, like, uh, you know, Rob Thomas, but probably right. if I had to say, if I had to pick a favorite, it would probably be Freddie Mercury yeah. just because that dude had an ungodly range. Yeah. It ungodly. was so amazing. It's and his creativity was one of the records I have over there. I love shit. the the movie. I love, yeah. Um, I love yeah. Queen. And, and everything ties back to wrestling for me. I mean, two of their songs were, were songs for the ring for pro wrestlers when I was growing up. Okay. Um, another one bites the dust was junkyard dog. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yes. And then um, we will rock you that. was Manny Fernandez and Rick Rubes. Oh yeah. Uh, song of the ring. So it's, I know I'm drawing. Jennifer crazy because every time a song comes on, I'm like, oh, that's Greg Hammer Valentine's song from 1983. It's the weirdest <laughs> stuff that sticks in my head. Well, we're about to be wrapping up this portion. We thank you for listening so far. Please come back with us as he's thinking about who his favorite guitar so player is. And uh, maybe we talk about his favorite guitar and a, a <laughs> few other things, man. So sure. thanks for being here and no we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Um, I'm here. Uh, Jennifer's here with her talkies, and uh, <laughs> David's here with his guitar. And speaking yeah. of guitars, right before the break, we talked about um, your favorite lead singers, and now we're going to talk about maybe some of your favorite influences or of guitar players, the type of guitars you like. Mm-hmm. Well, my favorite guitar is a PRS, Paul Reed Smith. Um, those are my favorite, although I play, <clears throat> as you know, I play sort of a gold-colored um, Les Paul that was given to me by Mike Odom. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Big up to Mike Odom. Miss you, buddy. Big shout out to you, Odom. Miss you, man. Uh, Yeah, dude. uh, That's what I play currently, but I love PRS. That's really what I love. And I'm really jealous because my lead guitarist has a PRS. It's like a $4,000 guitar. That sounds, God, so amazing. Um, My favorite guitarist? Jesus. Um, It could be lead rhythm. It doesn't matter. Not Jesus. Did he play guitar? I thought he was a carpenter, but yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, no, he could make a guitar that made it wood. Yeah. Uh, no, um, probably, I mean, Eddie Van Halen's got to be pretty damn close to number one, if not number one. I mean, and not because he died recently, because he was, he's the shit. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, I really did like Ross Childers, the original lead guitarist of Collective Soul. He was just, it was the way that he wrote, it was, there was just something special about it. I mean, it's like, he would play, and I, I he'd play these leads, and I'm like, God, that's perfect. Uh-huh. Like, you could not, there's sometimes I listen to a song, and I'm like, and that lead could have been better. They could have done this or that. Right. I hear his music and I went and collect his soul during Ross Children's time with him. And I'm just like, God, couldn't have been done any better. You could not have picked better leads. Yeah. Uh, th- those are, those are two of my favorites. Um, I don't know, man, there's some creative ones out there. I mean, there's again, like with singers, it's just a lot, you know? Right. I mean, there really is, but those are probably my two. I don't, you know, being a layman when it comes to guitars, um, there's a couple. I seem to really like the really out there. I don't know if where's the the different guitars out of the box. I like like the Tom Morellos and the <laughs> Jimi Hendrix and the really yeah, you know yeah. I like you uh, want to talk about the skilled guitars. Yeah, Morello, it, God. It, yeah, it's he does things and I that I didn't know were guitar for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He 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 does a real good job of making his guitar sound like something else. I mean, it really does. 
you know, you get a lot of guys who experiment like that. Uh, Van Halen even experienced a little bit using a oh, uh, yeah. beer bottle. And uh, actually, Guy for Theory of a Dead Band does that one of the songs, uh, Low Life. Yeah. So it starts out that little guitar noise you hear at the beginning is him running a bottle across the strings. Oh, wow. Beer bottle. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So let me put you on the spot now. You do have your guitar with you. You think you might want to play us a little sure. bit of something? Yeah, sure. That would be awesome. Sure. I mean, it'd be a shame to have you here with your guitar and not to have you, well, you know. play a little something. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell us what you're about to play for us. And, and I don't know if you want to hear a cover or original. I mean, we guess I, we're recording, so I, I got to do an original. I like the originals, yeah. Um, right. Personally, I like a lot of your, your songs. Um, well, thank you. Of course, I like History of Violence, but you know, there's the one... There's a video for it, and it's a slower song, and it gives me chills every time I hear it, but I cannot remember the name of it. It's probably a live video. It might be. We only have one actual music video we've ever recorded. Yeah. It's a slow song. Is it uh, Black Sand on My Soul, Bar Hopping? A bit of Black Is the bottle? Yeah. Yeah. You want me to do that one? Yeah, do a little bit of that one for me if you don't mind, please, sir. swig of that water too i got a got lump in my throat we gotta yeah, wash that dry. back down it's a little dry. but yeah we're gonna do some different stuff on the new album too so you know right. we're whereas you had a lot of harder stuff on the our original intention for this new album uh, right. which we're titling the struggle is real we actually wanted to make it like a an overall harder edged you know album and uh once i started compiling the songs that we because i have 40 songs written right so once i started to compile some of the songs i wanted on there i was like you know what i want to do some different things and if i do a lot of these harder songs it's going to sound much like the first album and i want to make the second album much different different and yet at the same time something that sounds like what we do right so i kind of i i got some songs that were kind of on the lighter side Mm -hmm. i do have some harder stuff um but we have some lighter stuff too and i think the when you go a little lighter, it gives you a little more variety. Right. Because when you're doing that harder edge, it's just balls to the wall. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> we got some stuff that's going to be on the lighter side, but we do have some stuff that's going to be on the harder side, too. So, uh, And as a matter of fact, two songs on this album, I don't play. I don't play guitar. I just sing. Wow. I just sing. So that live, I have a wireless mic. So live, because right now, the only time that I can play around with a mic stand while I'm singing or go out into the, into the crowd is when we're doing covers and I want to be able to do that because it gives an entertainment factor that you lack. Right. Uh, otherwise. So I, I want to be able to put the guitar down and go out to the crowd during originals. So this allows me. To do that. Oh yeah. I, I, that's one thing I haven't got to do yet that I hope I get to do really soon is, is see you guys live. Cause December 19th is a uh, next show. December 19th. December we'll have to write that down. Where's that going to be at? Trisha sports bar. Trisha sports bar. What time? Uh, nine o'clock is when we start. And is that your very next show? Or? That's our next show. Yeah, yeah. We don't have any other show scheduled because we wanted to 
work on the stuff for recording. Okay, that's awesome. We're going to try to record five or six songs on Saturday, which is a tall order. Yeah, yeah. You have any idea? Are you leaning towards any singles yet, or do you have to record it all and then kind of look at it from there? No, we have an idea um, at least two, maybe three of the ones that we're going to record Saturday are going to be singles. And we even even know which one, a song called Despair, we're going to release as the first single. I like that name. I mean, despair. That's about yeah. depression, man. And struggle with depression. Yeah, that's uh, our first couple of podcasts. We talked a lot about mental health as we will on here. I've talked about um, mm-hmm. my problems with PTSD and some of my problems and yeah. some of my friends' problems. Um, where are you at on the mental health scale? How's how's things? Uh, you have your good, uh, you know, good days, bad days. Right. Um, I'm better than I was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, not not. I don't know. Uh, like some ways it's going great. Some ways it's not, you know, uh, being recently. Yeah. I mean, it's life, you know, being recently single, going through a, a breakup that wasn't difficult for me. Apparently it was very difficult for her, but you know, with the, with the crap she's posted about me and said about me, you know, that was, it wasn't difficult to deal with from an emotional point. It was just frustrating because, yeah. you know, some of the shit she said was just really, really low and really, uh, it wasn't right, right. but I'd never re- really responded to anything she said because I was like, I'm not going to dignify well, that's it. That's really. good, yeah. Except for once she sent are. me a direct text and she said some really nasty things. I was just like, well, I mean, you texted somebody like that shows what kind of person you are because I didn't bug you. I didn't send you a text. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Right. You know, so, I mean, that's been difficult and being single again kind of sucks in some ways, but in some ways it's it's nice because I can do what I want to do. I don't right. worry about somebody else, you know. I got my kid and that's all I'm going to worry about and I get him like four days a week now, so. Nice. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Really good. So. How are they uh, following your love for music? Are they playing any instruments? Are they my oldest? I don't know. I haven't uh, seen or spoken to him really hardly at all in the last three years. Um, yeah. My youngest, who I have a great relationship with, that's that's my boy. Um, he likes music. He doesn't like to play it. He doesn't want to learn it. He has no desire right. to do that. Right. Um, he just doesn't. But he loves to listen to it. So he doesn't really care about my my kind of music. He likes. I don't know what the hell he listens to. I think it's. Some R and B, some hip hop, some you know stuff like that. I yeah. think is what he listens to, because uh, he he'll put his earbuds in. And don't want anybody to hear what he's listening to. I, no. I'm at that age but where I'm not symbols. sure what they're listening to either. Uh, oh, <laughs> right, even when I hear, it, I'm I listening to some of those genres that you mentioned, but they've changed. It's older and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, if I'm gonna listen to that stuff, it's gonna be stuff from the '90s, early 2000s, yes. maybe. But he he listens to more modern stuff. I can hear the cymbals and the a little bit of the drums. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I know what kind of music that is. There's only <laughs> one kind of music or two kinds of music that have that kind of beat. So, um, and so he listens to it. He he does not like rock at all. It's one of the great disappointments disappointments of my life. <laughs> yeah, that that could be hard, definitely. But it, it to give you some hope, my dad introduced me to uh, tons of different um, you know music movies that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I resisted so much as a child and have grown to be very nostalgic towards now. I, I, I love a lot of the stuff my dad introduced me to. Right. Um, and so glad he did at this point. Um, but when you're a kid, it's sort of like your mom trying to make you broccoli and you just don't want to eat the damn broccoli. Right. And, and it's more it's more that headstrong thing mm-hmm. than it is you don't like it. Because a lot of times I would sit down with him and watch one of those movies and be like, I like that. But I'd still stomp out of the room after it was over, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. My, I like I like a lot of this stuff. My dad introduced me to a lot of the stuff that I that I listened to when I was younger. Like you know, I mean, like Van Halen and Aerosmith uh-huh. and John Mellencamp, all that. And then as uh, I got older, I was introduced to John Mellencamp, John Cougar Mellencamp, I, Cougar, I, I can't, the I think Cougar, it's, I, the Cougar. I think yeah. I, the Coog. I think is the Coog. Is that where we're at now? Okay. This one thinks the Coog. <laughs> Things always changing that, but uh, yeah, uh, I've introduced him to a lot of stuff. Like I introduced him to Collective Soul and Bush, and so they. Uh, you know, stuff like that, and Matchbox 20 and all that crap. So, you know, a lot of stuff he listens to now I've introduced him to. Yeah, yeah, and that's and, and that'll continue to grow. Just like I, I eat most of the foods now that my mom introduced to me too. There's, yeah. you know, my palate grew. My, You know, she was right, he was sure. right. So we just don't figure that out. Um, also, one of the greatest joys you'll, you'll have to look forward to is one of the greatest mm-hmm. joys for me is when your kids hit you up or, or uh, text you, whatever, and, you know, they're like, hey, you know, when you – did such and such that you may have regrets about because you think, Oh, I was a bad parent. I did that. And they're like, thanking you for it. It's like, Oh, I didn't fuck him up. Thank God. Yeah, my kid's 15. I haven't had a lot of that yet. Yeah. No, he's, that he's, much. he's in the, there's a couple of things that he's not. Yeah, yeah, testosterone he phase. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. AC's getting a little bit of an attitude every once in a while. Yeah. It comes with the plays. chin hairs. It's, 
Yeah. yeah, and he does have some of that, which is surprising for my family. <laughs> we don't get we don't get hair there. No, yeah, nowhere really. It's, no, uh, not we're, me. Yeah, we're we're uh, share share a certain trait. Yeah, we do. We it's, do. Uh, well, your facial hair goes a lot faster than mine. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we could put our heads together, and make an ass about ourselves for sure. Damn right. Um, but uh, like I always like to say, God made some heads beautiful. We had to put hair on all the rest of them. That's right. No um, offense, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Not take it. <laughs> I uh, I was going to ask you. I, I imagine it's it's your kid is what you're probably going to say. But other than music, do you have any other hobbies or anything else that you like to do? To sure, yeah, I, I like to drink. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do like that. Um, well, remind me before we start that next podcast, and we'll do a little bit of that, and we'll just make it even uh, a touch more interesting. Yeah, yeah, be, oh God, yeah, I could get yeah. a lot more interesting. <laughs> if you give me enough, it takes a lot, but you give me enough. Um, no, I like to read a lot, um, which I haven't been able to do recently, but I like to read a lot. I study philosophy, theology, things like that. Um, I like history. I like watching TV, movies, you know, watching Netflix now, watching Lucifer on Netflix. Yeah, great show. It's a great show. Fucking great show. Definitely interesting. Oh God, yeah. The take on it's, yeah. Yep, and I, and I, I love the take on it. And then, uh, I finished Cobra Kai. I watched that one before Lucifer. I haven't yet, but I I probably need to. They're coming out with the third season in January, so I'm excited to see it. Oh, wow. So, yeah, man, uh, that's I, that's mostly what I do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that keeps you pretty busy as it is. Mm, I mean, really yeah, the music's keeping me busy too. You know, we we pick things up. I mean, we don't have a ton of shows, but still a lot going on. You know, right? So, especially since we won the award, now that people know who we are, you know, getting out there more and more mm-hmm. radio stations contacting us, whatever. You know, we've got and before labels. Before I forget, too. Speaking of that, um, go ahead and because I, I will forget before the end of the episode, tell mm-hmm. everybody. Everywhere you're at, all your social media, where they can find you. Sure. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Cheering Tokyo 17. If you just put at Cheering Tokyo 17, it'll pop up. If you put Cheering Tokyo, two pages will pop up because we have an old page that I cannot access. So <laughs> it happens. Yeah. 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 Thanks to my old phone crapping out on me. Um, we're on uh, Instagram at Cheering Tokyo 17. We are on, that's pretty much it. Um, we're on we're on uh, YouTube, Cheering Tokyo. Uh, you can find us under there. We don't have a lot. Like we don't have Twitter. We used to. We don't really. I mean, Twitter just. I haven't got around to that. It's just banned. So I just I was like, there's not a whole lot different from what we can do in the other platforms. So we just we stuck to Instagram and and Facebook right now and YouTube. And we're fixing to upload a new live video that we did oh, at awesome. a, up at Las Margaritas in Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay. So we're gonna upload a video of us playing up there. We already have one up, but we we've got several from Las Margaritas. We're gonna post them. So, so definitely follow Cheer in Tokyo on YouTube. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Likes likes on the YouTube channels. Follows you know, uh, hitting that subscribe button. You know, and with yes. all notifications on, that really helps us out. I mean, we're we're trying to get our numbers, build up our numbers on that because that does have some influence over. Some Help them out, guys. Get those numbers built yeah. up. It's a great band, Please. great lead singer, great Thank lyricist, you, which is one of the things I like. Regardless of the genre, country, right? Oh yeah, uh, rock, lyrics. rap, the lyricism. Oh yeah, is... lyrics are my thing. I like the tunes, of course, but, but right. lyrics are definitely my thing. And as you heard with the bottle, and I mean, our first single, "Despair," has got pretty deep lyrics. So that's what we're we're going for. Well, I, I hate to be greedy, <laughs> but it would be really awesome if maybe we could hear a little some of that sure. despair. Sure, I'll do it. That for is you. great. Thank you so much. Well, not a problem. Thank you. Help me. 
It's a fight I think I'm losing. I hope to God that I am wrong. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you. I, I, thank I like you for sharing stuff. that. Like that's I'll, awesome. Let me share it, dude. I, I love the personal stuff. You know, lyrics are my thing too. And uh, yes, I just I like songs that are really, really personal. I like seeing you know, people sing about. things or, or or show me their creations that came from that inside place. Oh yeah, literally they they created. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's always an amazing thing. Yes, you know, like we'll have a song called uh, "High with the Devil" on this new album. It's it's a bit of a, a harder song. Is that and, about our one night out? Uh, no, no, actually, no. Okay, one about okay. the, no, one right. that night, no, one that <laughs> No, it's about uh, popping pills. Um, my last, well, not my last job, my last job. Y'all know about my last job, but the job before that, right after I left Jim and Nick's, uh, after COVID shut it down, and I went to uh, look at Mountain Country Club. And up there was a weird experience. I grew up in money, so I'm used to people like that. Uh-huh. But I got to see a different side. I mean, these parents, these moms, taking her, who have nothing better to do, taking her kids to the pool and her popping pills and, and getting margaritas at wow. 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning, you know. And and uh, and so High with the Devil was kind of about that. That's kind of was inspired by that, you know, High with the Devil. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, the lyrics just kind of started to come to me. But I didn't have a tune. I kind of knew what I wanted to say. And I was like, well, you know, I don't want to impose on the music. I want to let the tune speak. So if I come across, hopefully I can. But I kind of heard a little something in my head and um, was just home one day. And I was like playing around. And then I was like, you know what? I think I got a tune for this. And I started playing what what became High with the Devil. Let me uh, 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 say, too, I want to give a shout out to the rest of the guys from here in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, maybe one day we could have you all on here. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd What's be up awesome. guys? <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone. The rest of the guys that cheer in Tokyo. Yeah. Buddy I actually wrestled with one of them, uh, Buddy Miller, two yeah. wrestlers and then, and one of them actually Chad, wrestled against, yeah. Chad Shipley, our, yeah. our drummer too. I don't know if he had any experiences with it. I asked him and he said he knows who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buddy, Buddy knew who you were too. Uh, knew you more by name or reputation. Than right. Guys, but, and yeah, I think that's how you mostly knew him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Chad, yeah. He used to be our drummer. It's a small, small world. It really is. We're not going to sing that. Please don't get scared. No, got it. Off that. No, I'm not doing that. Well, before, <laughs> before we wrap it up, one more thing I want to do is, because, sure. um, you know, a lot of the people on here may not know you, and, and one of the things they probably want to know, because it's a very unique name, is uh, I know the story, but could you right. tell them how you came up with Cheering Tokyo? Sure. Out of the uh, original four founding members, only two of us are left, and... Uh, I, I, myself, my brother, and the original bass player, Parker Goodner, um, he was working at, um, at this place at, at the time. And my brother and I had formerly worked at this place. It was called Camp Hive Tokyo. It was a hibachi restaurant in Chattanooga. And, uh, of course, it's closed now. Or actually, I think it's Hana or Hannah or however the hell you pronounce it. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we had worked there. And we had another name. Found out that somebody else was using that name. And while they didn't... Um, copyrighted trademark it reserved it whatever right we probably could have used it i was like i don't want it i'm i have integrity don't step on toes, right i have integrity man i believe in that kind of stuff so i was like you know what they had the name first we'll drop that name so we ended up uh trying to think of names and every time we come up with a name somebody else had it or had something so close to it that i was of course. like fuck that uh, we're not using that and i was like what and i was thinking one night i was in the car riding home from where i worked at the time and i was like what can i call this band what, what can we what can we what what name can we come up because nobody else is really coming up with options i'm like mm-hmm. what the hell can what can we call this band and um i was like what's something that connects all of us and there was nothing that connected all four of us because jesse lee guitarist had, had never worked um at camp high although we we met at a previous job that i worked but uh um, right yeah i got to thinking i was like three of us worked at camp high of tokyo i was like and camp high means cheers so i was like cheering tokyo and so i asked everybody and they're like well a uh, couple of people, uh, Jesse was like, everybody else was like, yeah, that's interesting. I, like, that'll be a cool name with a cool story. Right. Jesse was less enthusiastic about the name of the guitars. He was uh, like, well, until we can come up with something better. <laughs> and then we, we would that work out. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. It was like something better, huh? So he's like, you know, I wasn't sold on the name when we first got, he's like, but it immediately sparked people's interest. Cause it's an interesting name. It's unique. And you know, when you hear cheering Tokyo, you're like, are we about to listen to Jap rock? Well, I mean, obviously, I have a little bit of a yeah. A you fetish, got a little bit so of a, you, yeah. You, you knew I was going to be. Yeah, I knew you'd be enthusiastic about it. But you know, people people will be like, "Are we about to hear some Japanese guys getting up there saying what the hell are we getting ourselves into?" And you know, then you see some goofy looking white dudes get up there and 
could be some Japanese guys doing karaoke. What, what yeah, kind of right, right? What kind of shows? White guy's gonna do some jap rock. Is that, is that what this is? And then we get up there and we don't suck, so you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you for one more favor. There's yeah. one more song I really think needs to be played before we get out of here. Sure. And that would have to be History of Violence. Probably. That's it. Violence tells you we've got the attitude. Inflict pain for pain's sake. How many more names shall we take? History violence. Your trouble when you hear those three words. History violence. No mercy for the ones that we hurt. When you come to fear, history of violence. Rise up from nowhere Sadistic minds need no reasons why We've come to lay bare All you cowards have faced You don't have a prayer History violence You'll tremble when you hear those three words History violence No mercy for the ones that we hurt pleasure i love having oh, you yes. on here i uh, hope we have you back maybe after the new album's out you can talk yeah. about that and we'll get the whole guys Absolutely. all the guys together yeah we can do a whole band something. interview That'd that that would be amazing i would love that That'd i'd be, be great we, we'd love to do it thank you for the songs for the conversation right, and, and and for you know just being the friend that you are brother love hey, you man it's the same brother it's been a pleasure uh being being your friend and writing music for you and being able to come on here and talk about it and perform some. It's been so awesome. fun. Um, from Jennifer, say goodbye. Peace. Bye, guys. Thank you.